You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. You've had a long day at work, and you can't wait to just get home, take off your shoes, plop yourself down in your favorite chair, and relax. You walk up to your tranquil residential home and your neatly manicured lawn in your quiet suburban neighborhood, put the key in the lock, open the door, and... Yes, the pets have gone wild! What were you thinking? Welcome to the show about everything you always wanted to know about exotic pets. Where to get them, what to feed them, and how to care for them. You'll even find out why some people live with a monkey. Now, here's your host, exotic pet expert and author, Bob Tart. Hey, Bob, what were you thinking? Hi, this is Bob Tart, author of Enslaved by Ducks and Follow Weather. And you're listening to What Were You Thinking? I'm here with my wife, Linda. Hello. And uh, this time around, we have sort of an unusual show. Um, I call this the podcast that wasn't supposed to be a podcast because uh, I'm sharing with you something that uh, I recorded for informational purposes. And uh, it turned out to be so good and have so much good information in it that... um, decided it would make a good show. Yep, thank you. No, it would. Um, what happened was, in early December, my sister Joan and her husband Jack came over for my birthday. And it's it's January right now. What, what's the date today? 10th, somewhere around there. Somewhere around the 10th. And uh, I should let everyone know that even though my birthday was a month ago, you're still welcome to send me lavish gifts. Absolutely. Yeah, just uh, email me at uh, bob at petliferadio.com and I will give you an address where to send the gold bullion. (laughs) So anyway, um, Joan and Jack came over to visit and um, I opened my gold bullion from Joan and Jack. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then we we started talking, and I I asked Jack if he would uh, give me some background information because I'm I'm writing a new book called The Funnel of Happiness, and it's uh, a book about our six cats. But I also wanted to include Joan and Jack and the story of at least some of their 12 cats. And in particular, I wanted to include the story of how they obtained a few of the feral cats that were outside. So I I really wanted to get it right and get it in Jack's own words. So I just set up the uh, MP3 recorder on the coffee table. and um, Made it easy for him to talk about it. Yeah, and so I just kind of interviewed Jack, uh, not not for a podcast, just for... uh, Informational purposes. Right. And uh, because of that, you're going to hear a lot of... uh, Sounds not that you're not hearing a lot of noises in the background now. You hear that anchor in this house. Yeah, you're hearing uh, Linda putting the teacup on the table, and you're hearing Otis, our uh, ringneck dove, hooting away, and uh, some other birds making sounds. And probably in a minute, Bella will start ringing her bell. Let's see if I can encourage her a little bit. Ring your bell, Bella. Oh, there she goes. That was me the first time, and her the second time. So, anyway, oh, there she goes. There's Bella. So you will hear uh, me jingling a bell, playing with our cat, and uh, anyway, it's mostly Jack talking, but also my sister Joan pipes up a couple times. She wanted um, Jack to tell the story because he was the mastermind behind um, 
uh, getting these cats. And then you'll hear uh, Linda in the background too. Now, um, Linda, why don't you just say a little bit about what, what you like about this uh, interview with Jack? Well, I just admire both of them so much and all that they do uh, and their great concern that they have for the outdoor cats and their, they just have a heart for uh, trying to take care of and be concerned about the outside animals. And these, this story is so wonderful because it just shows what a, what a loving spirit they have for the wildlife and for creatures that can't always watch out for themselves. And so they have people like Joan and Jack to watch out for them. And this is just a wonderful story. And I'm just uh, so pleased that there are people that like this who really care for animals and how they feel and whether they're suffering or not. It's just, just a real uh, wonderful heart that they have for animals. But you also pointed out that um, in addition to being a good story, there's some real good information real good information in this too. For people that themselves might wonder how to catch a stray cat that they keep seeing in their yard and or the neighbors might be talking about the stray cat. This is very good uh, informational purposes of showing you how to catch a stray cat. Yeah. So I, I, I think this will reach out and um, touch the lives of people who may want to help some uh, animal out in the wild that just don't know how to do it. Uh, Jack here will tell you a, a way in which he did this very thing. Yeah, and um, he'll tell the story, but basically the, the problem was, this was a few years ago, there was a stray cat and two youngsters, and the youngsters were, as Jack told me, they were quite scrawny and they were quite young. Didn't he say they were just, uh, what, three, four months old, he thought? Something like that. And it was very cold outside. That's the thing. He was getting really concerned because the weather was very bad. So he wanted to, the initial idea was he wanted to bring them inside um, and then take them to the vet and Make get sure them okay. spayed and or neutered. Right. And I think That's originally they, they had planned to, to release them again. I think so. But uh, it didn't work out that way, and now um, they have 12 cats. You know, never they never tried to have 12 cats. No, no. But but they do. That's the way it worked out. And uh, I, I also want to say how, um, you know, I really admire them because years before I ever had any interest in animals, um, Joan and Jack were... Um, rescuing squirrels and yep. pigeons and uh, mm -hmm. taking in dogs nobody wanted and uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know she she is in a way sort of shown me the, the way because uh, she's she's been really good with them so um, that's that's what the show is about today so I think you'll really enjoy it so I guess we'll get into the interview now so this this is my uh, brother-in-law Jack Smith and my sister Joan Smith and we are sitting in the living room and uh, that's it Hope you enjoy it. Basically, it was it was about a year ago, wasn't it? Yeah, just a week or two before Christmas, we we noticed some uh, a grain white cat, a big grain white cat, bringing two other cats into the yard and uh, uh, taking take him under the bird feeders to teach him how to hunt birds. And so we started putting food underneath the boat and trailer. So it's, you know, out of the weather. Did all these cats look like they were the same age? No, um, two of them were clearly smaller. They're, you know, like four months old. Uh, they're about kind of the little pointy tails and, and, you know, half to three quarters grown. They're clearly kittens. 
And uh, in fact, we'd watch little Milo lay on his side under the boat and bat pieces of ice around for a toy. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I became real attached to him watching that. And so you were putting, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'll just let you talk, but you were putting food out for them? Yeah, yeah. As soon as we saw them trying to, we, we knew they needed food, and obviously we, we thought the big gray kitty was a mama kitty at first, but turned out to be the daddy kitty. And, uh, uh, you know, we didn't want them hunting our birds, so we started putting food out, and sure enough, they'd, they'd come every day. And uh, next thing you know, our, our garage door was kind of jammed up at the time, the one on the left side that opens uh, by swinging out instead of just folding up, you know. Mm -hmm. And they were going in the garage, and so we put some bedding in there, and then all right after New Year's, right around New Year's, uh, it started getting just horribly cold. I mean, it was zero and below zero at night, and these are such young cats, and, and we became, you know, really concerned, so I decided I was going to try to catch them, and I went out there one day when they were in the box that we had set up for them in the garage, and I... Uh, put a board over the box and picked it up and they just exploded out of that box. I mean, it was incredible. What, what kind of a, that was a, a sleeping box, box for them? Yeah, box that we had bedding in. We, we put rugs and, and, and little towels and things. No, not a chance. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I blew it. I'll never <laughs> see those cats How many again. were in there when you covered Two. The two young ones, that was Milo and then uh, little Carmelita. they were stronger than you expected? Oh, yeah. Cats are, <laughs> when cats are frightened, it's just truly amazing. It's absolutely amazing. It's like they have eight arms. Eight legs. <laughs> so at this point, when it was getting just so horribly cold outside, we decided we've got to do something. we got to catch those young ones. We've just got to do it. And because we noticed that, I, I thought they'd never come back after the box episode, but they did. They started coming right back under the boat and eating. Um, so... We uh, bought a couple of live traps over at Harbor Freight Tools, and uh, <clears throat> uh, because they liked the garage so much, I put one in there, but I noticed they're so narrow, I, I wasn't even sure a cat could turn around in there. Are these like the raccoon size ones, or how big? They're all About that wide? 10 inches wide, mm -hmm. 12 inches maybe, right, and, right. and uh, uh, on the cold garage floor, you know, uh, I, I was afraid that, uh, you know, if we left them in there, they'd freeze to death. Right. You, they can't really move or stay warm. So we sent away online and, and got this little remote camera. Oh. And I left it just a little light on in the garage and then had that camera pointed down at the uh, uh, live trap. Is that wireless? And wireless camera, yep. Hmm. And uh, hooked it up to the little TV in the kitchen. Oh. And uh, it didn't want to work very well when I took it into the living room, so I left it on the kitchen TV, which was, of course, close to the garage. And uh, uh, I moved a cat into the kitchen <laughs> and was sleeping in the oh, kitchen watching this stupid monitor all night. And it, it was the first or second night, I forget, but we caught Milo right away, the little mm. gray kitty. And... Uh, brought him in and put him on the porch and all oh, the poor guy just cried and cried and cried and cried and uh, so I you know reset the trap but we the uh, Carmelita the other young one just wouldn't go in the garage anymore just wouldn't do it and she'd come and eat but she was so skittish and I tried for days staying up almost all night. I was just sleep deprived after days of this. And the reason you're staying up is you didn't want them caught in the trap and all freezing. Night. Right. Yeah. It was, it was like 
it was one of those periods where it was getting up to five degrees during right. the day and right. going down below zero at night. And their young kitties didn't have a lot of hair and they were pretty skinny. And, and uh, uh, so I finally gave up on the garage uh, and after several days and started putting the live trap out by the boat. In fact, I put one in the front yard too because we'd often oh. see them out there. And uh, after a night or two of that, um, all of a sudden uh, I, I noticed that, because I could watch out the window for this one, I would set my, I'd set the alarm, I slept on the couch, and get up every hour on the hour all oh, night and, and go look, and uh, there was just enough light out there, you could see if the door had, had you know, triggered right. closed or not. And uh, it was a good thing, because I was getting so sleep deprived at this point, I was getting punchy from it. Oh, it no. uh, just crazy and sure enough by golly the door was down uh, one early morning about uh, I can't remember it was real early in the morning though and I went out there and got more than I bargained for because uh, the you know Ember the mother kitty was in there with Carmelita and had you seen her very no, much? no no I hadn't uh. really seen her at all in fact uh, we thought the uh, gray kitty was the mama kitty at first yeah. and uh, instead of the calico because, uh, uh, and Dr. Lemke told us that uh, the uh, family structure and the social structure for, uh, you know, feral cats is, is different than, than house cats and that the uh, fathers will often play a, a major role in raising the kittens and they tend to stay together a lot more. And, uh, but it was readily apparent that this was the mum and kitty because as soon as uh, we released him on the porch, little Milo ran right up to her and just cried and rubbed and purred and I mean definitely knew that was mama. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's, that's kind of how we got them. Wow. And uh, it was so uh, a few weeks later we were able to get close enough to him to put them in cat carriers and, and you know of course take them to the vet for shots and right. blood tests and, right. and to be neutered job. and stuff and then it was that uh, when was it March late March or early April that uh, we were we were thinking about getting Ember in then and uh, she had kittens on the porch you know and, mm -hmm. and, uh, the day before we were going to have her spade right. she gave birth. Right. How many kittens yeah. did she have? Three, Three. And, and one of them lasted just a few days right. and it was something wrong with it and yeah. I took it right to the vet yeah. real early that morning mm -hmm. and, and uh, I you know they know us so well over there we don't even need an appointment if we show up with an emergency they're glad to take care of us I mean with the amount of money we spend there yeah. my gosh they'll do anything for us you know <laughs> and uh, he felt that it was a neurological problem I mean they gave it antibiotics and worked on it all day and he said this kitty isn't gonna make it. Yeah what was her? What was or is that her he or she? We don't know. We don't really know. It was too tiny. Okay. It's about a week old. Yeah. And uh, and then of course One the week. other two, uh, you know, uh, Sherlock and Watson, you know, the, the two that we have now. Okay, we will be right back to my talk with my brother-in-law Jack Smith after this word from our sponsor. What Were You Thinking? We'll be right back after Bob gets the ducks out of his living room. Don't go away. Greetings, human. What planet am 
Jeremiah. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place with Win With Dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to win with dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and Win with Dogs. Okay, ducks are in the pond, rabbits in his hutch, and monkeys... In my car! Oh, okay, well, I go check my insurance policy. We'll turn you back over to Bob. Okay, we're back with my conversation with Jack Smith about his adventures with some feral cats. But of uh, Milo and Carmelita, did they tame very well or not? Uh, Carmelita was just coming around a little bit, but then it was last Thanksgiving when I was up north. Suddenly, she became right, very old, yeah, and then yeah. um, you know died a few days later at the vet. But, how, uh, how about Milo? Milo, uh, you know, he's a he's a little funny about your petting him, but if you don't move up to him quickly, uh, you can pet him. And when I stretch out on the couch, he always snuggles up to my feet. And then after he relaxes a few minutes, oh yeah, you can pet him and pet mm. him and. and but he's he's very shy still. You can't just kind of walk up to him right. quickly or anything. He's How's Ember doing? Little just terrific. Uh, you know, in fact, she's getting so that she likes us and likes our company as long as you don't try to yep. touch her. For for a while, we were trying to pet her and trying to get her used to us just touching her once in a while, and it really it, it was making her nervous and upset. Mm-hmm. So we just stopped it all together. Mm-hmm. And now we can walk right up close to her and talk to her, and she knows we're not going to touch her. Mm-hmm. So she's just happy as a clam. She comes in and sleeps on the couch and, and on the kitty climber right next to the couch when we're on it, you know. And, and, and she's really very sociable with the oh, other yeah. cats. Mm-hmm. And, and she just, just doesn't want us to touch her, that's all. Well, now you were, when you first had the porch cats, you were spending a lot of time on the porch. Oh, to gosh, them, yes. Right? I was just about living out there because they couldn't come in the house, you know. I and mean, you wanted them to get used to it. So didn't you watch movies out there? And oh, yeah. I, I took a TV out there. I even bought a little inexpensive DVD player. Yep. And then I would sit there hours at a time because I, I wanted them to become used to people. And, uh, you know, of course, then when we found out they 
had feline leukemia. We didn't know what we were going to do. Then finally, Dr. Lumpke just suggested that we uh, inoculate the rest of our cats because it's such a good vaccine they have now, and there's really very little chance. In fact, Dr. Lumpke told us uh, uh, he's never known of a vaccinated cat that caught feline leukemia, and he knows of some that were exposed to it oh. over and over and over. Oh. But yeah, I spent because uh, 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 they were they were out there for nine, ten months before they came mm -hmm. in the house. What well, did you tell me at one point? You were Joan that um, Ember was trying to sometimes keep the cats, the kittens, away from you. Or oh yeah, yeah. She she figured us as a threat when she, when the kittens were young, especially with the newer kittens. But uh, yeah, we think we could have gotten them to warm up to us a lot faster if the you know the feral mama kitty if you know hadn't been she, there. Yeah, she taught them to fear us. She did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah how did like she do that? She would just hiss. And well, it was uh, it was just her body language language and the way she was around right. us. And of mm -hmm. course, her kids or kittens are, are going to watch that. They, and they, pick they, up they picked that. up on that. And uh, but it was it's just her body language and and the way she acted around us. So once you got everybody inoculated, how did you let them into the house? Well, we just cracked the door and let them come in on their own. Come at, at, well, at first, no, because we hadn't gotten Ember how into many, the vet. How many other cats did you have at that time, do you remember? Oh, five or six, you know, not as many as we have now, but uh, we actually, we brought what really happened is we had to leave Ember on the porch because we hadn't had her neutered and we figured once she got in the house she'd go down the basement or something yeah. and we'd never find her. And uh, so we let the, the two young ones in and then finally I went out there one day and, and this is a, another whole story by itself uh, because this, this little kitty is just explosive. I mean she was she weighs more now, she's, she's gained weight, but uh, at the time she was just an eight pound little kitty. And, uh, and who is that? Ember. Oh, and Amber, I right. mean, this is when we were kind of reaching our hand right. out near, and she would just explode. That was just an incredible amount of energy, this little tiny cat. So when we decided we just couldn't wait any longer, we had to get her into the vet, and we had to get her spayed and blood tested and so yeah. forth. Uh, you should have seen me. I, I dressed. I, I looked like a leather. deep sea diver. You know, oh. coats and, and we I had welding gloves. Oh. I had goggles on oh. and a hat. Yeah. And, oh my! And, uh, I bought special uh, gloves that came up to here. Yeah, mm. yeah, up to the elbow, like welding gloves. Great. And then Joni held the the cat climber uh, door up in the air and open and I just grabbed her and kind of stuffed oh, her, in and her in. Oh yeah it oh, was. If man. I hadn't had a heavy leather jacket and gloves and, you and everything else on, oh, I'd, she can you know. Shred things. What do the vets oh, do in that circumstance? What they do is they put like a tent, a plastic tent over the uh, live trap or the, the cat carrier and they gas them. They so do? they're almost unconscious or you know thereabouts and then they give them the regular anesthesia oh, but they don't even no try way. to handle them and then really? before they come back too they just make sure they're right back in the kitty carrier mm -hmm. and then as soon as we got uh, her home we, we left her out on the porch a day or two to recover and then we just opened the door and, and we figured she'd come in and stand, but she still likes the porch and spends a lot of time out there. I and about that. Well, how, how did the other cats do when you left them in the house? 
Sherlock was terrific. He loved it, thought everything was wonderful. Watson was scared to death. He just mm -hmm. lay on the couch and cried, mm -hmm. and I sat with him for hours, for days, you know, just with him snuggled mm -hmm. up to me and petting him, but uh, he got he like that. away from her? Is that what, what he was upset I, about? I, I don't know exactly. I, I think it was that, and he, was, uh, he wasn't trying to get back on the porch so much as he was just afraid of the house. He never, mm -hmm. his whole Probably world had been that closed-in porch, and of course we had a big dog. Big that, dog. Yeah. That scared him, and and uh, but different. he's very well adjusted cat now. Yeah. He he gets along great, and uh, you know Ember's doing real well. Yeah. We just I Amazing. wish we could just close that porch up because yeah. it, it's leaky and oh. I've cocked it up and our gas bill went up over three hundred dollars just because of that porch being of open. Porch. Yeah, and I've cocked and sealed and yeah, everything I can, but it's just a. You know, it's all glass and brick, so it doesn't hold heat so or the dining room. I know, that's like that dining room with all those windows. And how did they get along with your other cats when you let them in? Very well. Did there they, was never there a problem, was no problem with that. Not at all. Even Ember. I mean, there were a couple of hisses here and there, but for the most part, very sociable animals. And Dr. Lunky told us that's often the case with ferals. They're very sociable with each other. So, you know. but your indoor cats obviously knew for... Oh. Forever that you had cats on the yeah. porch. Oh yeah, they'd been looking at each other through the windows for months and, and months. And, and so that was at that time that was um, uh, Winston and Linus and Libby Lou and Mimi. And Mimi was still alive. And, and Gizmo. And Gizmo. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that, so. that sounds. And so were they? Tr did you and tell Max. me? Okay, did you tell me they were trying to go out onto the porch sometime? Oh yeah, oh yeah, they wanted to go out and see the other kitties, and the other kitties wanted to come in and so see So anytime you open that door, you had to be careful of cats coming in. Very door. careful, yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, that was a little touch and go for a while, but It's been you know, very difficult. <laughs> but we're, we're so glad to finally get them all oh, yeah. in, in one household, you know. Yep, and Ember will still come in quite a bit, but then she She's goes... She's in most of the time. Okay, no. but she still wants to be able to go to the porch. Yeah, she doesn't get too far from the porch. I don't think she's... Uh, no, I saw her in the kitchen just the other night, in fact, when I got up in the middle of the night. But uh, I don't know if she's ever been down the basement or not yet. So. That's kind of her spot where the we keep a great big litter box out there and we keep food and water So she probably feels real secure out yeah, there. Yeah, she does. She does. That's kind of like her retreat. She yeah. likes to be in, especially in the cold weather. She really likes being in, uh, you know, in the house, but it's... Just kind of her little safe haven still, mm -hmm. that's why we haven't closed it off. Yeah. So here we thought we were just going to save two kittens. We ended up with two kittens, a mama and a mama who gave birth, so all of a sudden oh, man. we had an instant yeah. explosion of Thank cat you. population. Yeah, I can still remember that, uh, when was it, late March or early April morning that Joan said, Jack, Jack, come here quick. I, I think Ember's having kittens. Oh. And I said, no, no, I really didn't think so. And yeah, we saw a little Sherlock being born, a little black and white one, and and we just thought, oh, Can you no, imagine? we were just Never devastated. She because no, she's such cats. a little so cat and long-haired cat. Like round. I mean, they usually look pregnant when they're pregnant, but yeah. you had no idea. Yeah. When we were going to take her in and get her spayed the next that. day. The next yeah, day. that Monday, and she gave birth a Sunday before we took her in. That would have killed those kids. That would have killed oh, yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, so well, I don't think Dr. Lemke would have done the surgery, I think. He would have felt he the surgery. He would have, he would have at least told sure. us, and if they were that far along, I'd have said, no, don't, no, no, no. Who's Dr. Lemke? 
He's uh, the head vet at uh, Plymouth Road Animal Clinic. Plymouth Road. Just a wonderful okay. guy. Just Is a he? wonderful guy. Yeah, he's terrific. Okay, that brings us to the end of another installment of What Were You Thinking? Uh, Linda, thanks so much for helping me with this episode. Oh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. We really just were pleased to bring it to you. Yeah, um, if you would like to be a guest on What Were You Thinking? It's, it's very easy. Just email me at bob at petliferadio.com. That's all it takes. Email me at bob at petliferadio.com. Just tell me a little bit about what kind of pet you have. Um, we generally feature any exotic pet, which is anything other than a dog or cat. But mm-hmm. as you can see from this week, uh, we do feature Stray cats. Animals. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's exotic to have a dozen cats. That's right. And uh, you know, share anecdotes about uh, you know why you think your uh, parrot or your reptile or your duck or whatever you have is a special animal. I'd like to hear about your experiences. Yep, and you, and you may be our next guest. So we love that. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, thanks to our producer down in Florida who is nowhere near as cold as we are right now. <laughs> no and wonder. thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com.